We hope you are enjoying our expanded podcast schedule. For the month of July, we have something new for our members. Each month, members who successfully answer our bonus content quiz will be entered for a chance to win a pair of AirPods Pro. To participate, you must have access to the bonus sections of the podcasts. Members also receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of July, you'll receive 50% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code fireworks at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code fireworks. Thank you for your support. July 25th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cotnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Scientists from World Weather Attribution conducted an assessment revealing that human-induced climate change has had a significant impact on the extreme heat waves witnessed in North America, Europe, and China during the past month. These events caused havoc breaking temperature records, and leading to wildfires, water shortages, and health issues. Without climate change, these occurrences would have been exceptionally rare. The study estimated that rising greenhouse gas concentrations amplified the European heat wave by 2.5 degrees Celsius, the North American one by 2 degrees Celsius, and the Chinese heat wave by 1 degree Celsius. Additionally, the extreme heat has damaged crops and livestock. Although El Nino played a role in some regions, the primary factor behind the heat waves was rising greenhouse gases. If emissions are not reduced, heat waves are projected to occur every two to five years if global temperatures rise by two degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. As temperatures have already risen by over 1.1 degrees Celsius, The scientists stress that continuing to burn fossil fuels will lead to more frequent and severe extreme weather events. In the northern occupied West Bank, the Israeli military shot and killed three alleged Palestinian gunmen who had fired at them from a car in Nablus. The incident is part of the escalating violence in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, with the West Bank witnessing a surge in fighting. The region has become a major focus of the Israeli military's intensified raids, leading to several casualties on both sides. The Israeli government's rejection of talks with the Palestinian leadership, expansion of Jewish settlements in the West Bank, and aggressive response to militant attacks have further heightened tensions. Palestinian militants recently opened fire on an Israeli settler's bus, and the situation remains volatile, with numerous casualties on both sides throughout the year. A magnitude 5.5 earthquake struck the southern Turkish province of Adana, occurring approximately six months after the devastating quakes in Turkey and Syria that resulted in over 50,000 deaths. The recent earthquake had its epicenter in the district of Kozan, around 64 kilometers from Adana and near the Syrian border. Fortunately, no injuries or damages have been reported yet. Seismologists suggest that earthquakes of this magnitude can cause slight damage 
to well-designed buildings and significant damage to poorly constructed structures over small regions. The recent quake adds to the challenges faced by the region, as many buildings damaged in the previous February earthquakes remain unrepaired. Elsewhere, Ursula von der Leyen, the powerful woman leading the European Commission, faces challenges as her team becomes increasingly fragmented. Several senior figures have left or expressed dissent, raising questions about her leadership style and ability to keep her team united. With the upcoming European Parliament election in 11 months, speculation surrounds von der Leyen's own future and whether she will seek a second term as the Commission's president. While she has made significant strides in her presidency, her decision-making style and lack of consultation with commissioners have caused discontent. The uncertainty and personnel changes come at a crucial time when the EU faces economic pressures, migration issues, and the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. The next term for the Commission will have critical challenges to address, and stable leadership is essential for the EU's long-term well-being. The Justice Department filed a lawsuit against Texas Governor Greg Abbott regarding a recently installed floating barrier on the Rio Grande aimed at preventing migrants from crossing into the United States from Mexico. The barrier consists of bright orange buoys, which the Biden administration claims raise humanitarian and environmental concerns. The lawsuit argues that Texas unlawfully installed the barrier without permission between the border cities of Eagle Pass and Piedras Negras, Mexico. Texas's border security operation, known as Operation Lone Star, has faced criticism for its effectiveness, and a straight trooper's account of measures injuring migrants has increased scrutiny. Governor Abbott defended Texas's right to install the barrier and accused President Biden of not doing enough to deter migrants. The Biden administration has noted a decline in illegal border crossings since new immigration restrictions took effect. The lawsuit follows previous legal disputes between the federal government and Texas over border-related actions. Thousands of people have been evacuated from the Greek islands of Rhodes and Corfu as wildfires continue to spread across the country. The Inferno on Rhodes, a popular holiday destination, remained uncontrolled for a seventh day, leading to hundreds of evacuations. The evacuation effort, involving about 19,000 people, was the largest in recent years. Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis declared the country was at war with the wildfires, emphasizing the severity of the climate crisis. Help from the European Union and neighboring Turkey arrived to aid in firefighting efforts, but strong winds hampered their progress. Tourists and locals were relocated as a precautionary measure from other affected areas, and while there were no serious injuries reported, the devastation to homes and properties was significant. The situation is exacerbated by the high temperatures and ongoing wildfires in Italy. In lighter news, the Columbus Zoo in Ohio recently discovered that an eight-year-old western lowland gorilla named Sully, whom they previously believed to be male, is actually female. The revelation came when Sully was found holding her newborn baby girl. It is challenging to determine the sex of young gorillas since males and females are similar in size and lack prominent sex organs. Sully, described as a young and healthy animal, lived with her mother and fellow troop members at the zoo since 2019 
and her pregnancy went unnoticed due to the gorilla's limited outward signs of pregnancy. The zookeeper stated that both Sully and her baby are doing well, and they will allow time for the mother-infant bond before conducting further examinations and a DNA test to identify the baby's father. The troop, which includes three males led by a 39-year-old silverback named Mac, remains supportive and intact. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.